and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your presence and um, I am grateful and honored that you take time to, um, to join my podcast and my discussion every single day. Uh, I know there are multiples of you, many, many people who, who listen and, I'm, I, and I just want to say thank you very much. Um, so let's get straight down to this cancel culture. Um, I thought of doing this podcast because I saw and um, I saw something on Facebook. Um, sorry, on MSN, uh, MSN on the internet, um, and it says uh, it said the headline said very clearly: a black officials, uh, government, federal government officials file a complaint against Ottawa at the UN. So. <laughs> I was laughing because I knew where this was coming from. Uh, thanks, no thanks to our uh, wonderful uh, cannabis prime minister, um, um, wonderful cannabis prime minister, uh, who initiated this nonsense. And um, I will speak about cancel culture, and then we will go to what I read in. In, in the news, and we will discuss that too. So cancel culture. So let's start with uh, the official uh, meaning of it, the definition of cancel culture. As per the Merriam-Webster dictionary, the practice of tendency or tendency of engaging in mass canceling as a way of expressing social disapproval, exerting social pressure um, on someone. Um, cancel culture is to stop is a tool to stop offensive and harmful behavior while others find it problematic and toxic. Um, so it, it's not only a tendency of engaging in mass canceling or mass uh, negation, but also individual. We see that very, very often. Uh, now, what is cancel culture? That means I want to impose my views on you. So this has got a very long history. We say that it started in 2010, 20, in, in the 21st century, but no, it has started a long time before. Uh, every civilization, every human being goes through it. And if you go back into uh, history, you'll find war of, uh, um, empires after empires imposing themselves on people, imposing themselves to war. What is war? War is cancel culture, where one person wants to intimidate the other, the uh, one person wants wants to impose themselves on the others for land, for economics, for control of, of the people. Um, what is rape? Rape is cancelling them, cancelling your authority, cancelling your dignity, cancelling your humanity and imposing um, my human capital, my human being on you through negation, through violence, through sexual violence, uh, any type of violence is, is cancel culture. So wars, the old wars is cancel culture. Every empire comes, they, they impose themselves on the others, cancel it out, and then, and then finally comes down to the bottom and the cycle starts all over again. So you can go back thousands of years, you can see the Romans, the Persians, the, the Arabs, the Islamic wars, the uh, wars after wars, tribal wars, they're all about cancel culture, imposing their authority on someone else. Uh, it is the cycle of life. Um, 
but at one time you have to we have to say but how much can we go to it is this really what it's supposed to be is the better way out and that's why we're having this con uh, conversation because it's very negative it's very harmful uh cancel culture is is very um is aggressive is violent and it has nothing good that will come out of it and we have to have this conversation if we want this mentality to stop uh, so like I said it goes back thousands of years uh, every empire uh, practiced it every group practiced it um, war is a whole um, is is one of the angles uh, is the overflows a symptom of cancel culture that you're canceling someone you're imposing yourself and it goes it goes it, it balloons and volcanic it volcanates out of of, of uh, uh, of schism literally it is a snowball effect and finally because people are so angry that everyone's canceling everyone it ends up in full-blown war and that's the war we get on the outside and this starts at your home when mother imposes himself on the father the father imposes himself on the mother on the children and the cousins or the neighbors and the dogs and the animals that is cancel culture my friend uh, uh, so once you stop that violence in your home, that cancelling someone just because you have an opinion, you will stop the violence in your streets. Once you stop the violence at your streets, you will stop the violence at your borders. And that is the theme of this podcast. Uh, I don't know if you take a look at it. Uh, my main page says very clearly, um, it's not your label that controls the mentality, it's the mentality that controls the label. Uh, stop the violence in your homes and you will stop the violence in your streets. Stop the violence in your streets and you will stop the violence at your borders. Once we have that conversation in our homes, we will have the conversation in our streets. And once we have a conversation in our streets, we will have a conversation on our borders. So that's the main theme of this podcast. Now, something very important I want to say is that, um, yes, um, the different pros and cons of, of uh, cancelling culture um, and it is important to take a look at all of them uh, so uh, we'll go through it slowly with you um, <clears throat> sorry about that so uh, first basically the pros of cancel culture um, is marginalized sorry before we go into that we need to understand that we're not a flat earth we are not a flat earth cancel cultures for people who believe in uh, are belong to a flat earth community they think that the earth is flat and everyone has a right to import to to say nice things to others they do not understand that we are frequencies the frequency you have will always go into uh, go into two directions. Uh, that's who we are. We are cosmic energy fields that roam in that that work in frequencies, and these frequencies work in cycles. So it's your currents that form your waves. You can't change someone else. So you you change. You want to change. Sorry, you can't change yourself. So you want to change someone else because you want to stick to the identity or to the narrative that's been indoctrinated into you for so long. You do not want to change. You do not want to understand that uh, everyone has a point of view. If there are 360 degrees in angle, every degree is a, is a point of view, sub, 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 sub point of view, and everyone has a right to the point of view, and the cycle will change. It's your duty 
to uh, to heal and you will meet people who heal. It's your duty to understand the entire sequence of events that makes you up and you will understand you're just not looking at another person, you're looking at a point of view. Uh, and so the more you try to impose, the more someone else will impose themselves on you because it's your currents that form the waves. At one point, the wave is going to come back the full 360 degrees and you're going to be part of the same violence that you imposed on someone else. So that's very important to understand. Um, remember, we take uh, 72 years to change one degree. Our mentality doesn't change very easily. It's 72 years because we are cosmic energy field. 72 years in one degree, we take 25,920 years to go 360 degrees, my dear friend. So that's why we think that we have to impose ourselves on others. By changing others, we can, we can balance the status quo. But by changing others, we're not changing ourselves. The problem is on the inside. The problem is not on the outside. You are your worst enemy. And so... We'll go to the pros and cons of cancel culture. So people who, who uh, support the cancel culture say that uh, it gives a chance to marginalize people to speak about, speak out and, and seek accountability. It's really stupid because people are not marginalized. It's the narrative that's marginalized. People are cyclic and we keep moving. Uh, it gives voices to the disenfranchised or less powerful people. Uh, no, uh, it just makes you emotional, makes you angry. It's a spiral of personal vendettas. It's a new form of boycott, um, a cherished tactic to bring about social change. My goodness gracious, look at look at outside. Is there any social change or it's this, is, is there only uh, negativity around and fear psychosis going on to hang on to power? Um, so uh, freedom of speech does not mean freedom from consequences. Some, um, some views are, are too public. Expressions are sexist, racist, homophobic, uh, and should not be beyond, um, beyond the home. Ideas have consequences, negative consequences. We should not tolerate or dehumanize uh, people. Uh, some views being cancelled are wrong views and they should have social consequences. Invalidate the hum uh, inhumane views. Again, who, who defines what views are? Who defines what negative views are? Who de defines what inhumane views are? Because one person's a freedom fighter is the other person's terrorist. So what's view right to you is wrong to others. Some people like calling others kufar, najas and, and shirk. Other people say pagan. Uh, other people in degrade, degrade uh, um, spit on other people's points, uh, you know, deities and things like that. And yet they go around, you know, history, uh, butchering their way to history and they call this peace. Uh, but the other side says, no, so who, who are you going to stop and how are you going to stop people with their point of view? Um, economic boycott, cancel, cancellation is largely about oppression, expression, uh, prejudice, um, largely about cancelling oppressive cultures, expressive or aggressive, sorry. Uh, prejudice factors, uh, cultures that have historically remained powerless. 
It's only those view who goes against liberal progressive views should be cancelled. I mean, all those who have progressive views should be okay. But who defines progressive views? Uh, wearing a hijab for me is not progressive. It is re retro. It, it's uh, degrading. Uh, why should I have to cover myself to justify others? Um, some type of modesty which doesn't exist. It's absolutely dis dis disrespectful to me but for someone else it's okay so whose voice is, is oppre uh, oppressive and whose voice is progressive uh, there's another point of view here that says cancel culture uh, is a um, cancel culture who's who gives you the right to have freedom of speech when that freedom of speech uh, hurts other people's uh, feelings uh, if you have a right, if you think your freedom of speech trumps other people's feelings, you're not right. Um, you should be cancelled. Well, my dear friend, why do you have a feeling that's going to be uh, hurt? Why is you? Why are you always hurt when you have a feeling? Why is your feeling hurt just because someone else doesn't share your view? Because they're aggressive. Why are they aggressive? Because you're aggressive too. You're, you're, you're aggressing someone else. You would meet people who aggress you. Um, because your frequency, your, your cymatic frequency, and you go both directions, and you are magnetic field. So why are you imposing yourself on others and so that other people think that other people are going to... Uh, uh, disengage you. Well, stop imposing yourself. You want to have other people impose themselves on you. Precisely. Uh, and and who are you to tell others that they are they are oppressive? Um, again, why do you want to stick to an idea? Because you've been given an idea, you've been indoctrinated into a, an idea, and you are indoctrinated and brainwashed believe that idea is perfect and no one can can justify it, no one can question it that my dear friend is supremacy people who say that my feelings are hurt are full supremacists so because their feelings are hurt because they want to stick to their point of view um and they think that I, their idea is supreme they have to cancel anyone who goes against their idea ideas and one of the ways of cancelling is pretending that your feelings are hurt that's the only thing they don't care about other people's feelings being hurt by by their opinions and their ideologies but they care that you, their own feelings are hurt so they have to negate someone else the point of view here is that someone else can do the same thing to you because you are uh, you are um, cyclic uh, one day you cycle will come to the end uh, go full through 60s and the person you cancel are going to come back and cancel you so why why do you want to cancel someone else because it's you don't understand that the earth is not flat it's your currents that form the waves very very important to have that conversation uh so if you think your feelings are, are hurt they're not it's a lie it's a uh, it's an absolute lie and you're lying through the roof uh, your feelings are hurt not because someone else has an opinion different than you. Your feelings are hurt because you want to impose your feelings in someone and then knowledge is not allowing you to have your point of view. So in order to justify your ignorance, you need, to, you need others to change. But you refuse to change yourself. You refuse to understand that it takes 72 years to change uh, a, pers uh, an, um, a mindset you can't change your own, so you change from place to place, uh, country to country, trying to fit in your point of view and, and displace others. 
um, but someone can do the same thing to you. And so you don't want to change so someone else has to change for you. And that, my dear friend, is cancel culture. Um, um, yes. So those are what people who, um, who, who prefer cancel culture. There are people who don't, who don't like cancel culture and they have points of views. And here's one. It, cancel culture amounts to online bullying, bullying and incites violence, threats and, uh, and, and um, initiates violence, yes, um, which is true, okay? Someone who just thinks that they have the right to cancel the other just says, uh, you know, resorts to bullying and backdoor bullying uh, online, uh, on the street, not productive and brings about no social change, which is correct. Uh, emotions and, and cancelling others does not bring out so social change. It just brings out vengeance. Uh, cancel culture is a slippery slope and leads into um, it leads to uh, a destruction of society as people system systematically exclude anyone who disagrees with their views, which is true. And I'm going to, to read you an article about Justin Trudeau. Um, and the cycle, so it's a spiral of personal vendettas cascading into darkness where everybody wants to cancel everyone else. And the cycle finally comes back to you as you are cyclic. Uh, cancel culture brings about intimidation and it brings about vengeance. And like I said, um, the H word. So that is, my dear friends, is the arguments for cancel culture, pro and against. I'm not for cancel culture. You can have any point of view. You can, I have no prejudice against you and good for you. I may not agree with your point of view, but if I'm to change, if I want to put my point of view across, my duty is to listen to other people's point of view and I do not have to submit. I do not have to agree with you. Um, I'm, I have the right to get my own knowledge, use the facts on the ground, use history and make every single junction into an intellectual laboratory and heal. And that, my dear friend, is the goal of this podcast, is to trigger a conversation to say, look, it's not about cancelling culture because you don't heal. It is you to find that ability to heal. It's you to gain and empower yourself with knowledge about the junctions in life that you've passed by. Understand every single junction. What can you learn from that junction and heal? Uh, that is the most important thing, healing. Um, not cancelling others to justify your trauma because your trauma is not someone else's fault. Your trauma is your currents that form the waves. Uh, on that note, I'm going to read you an article that I found in the in on MSN, and the article basically is a, a French article. It comes from uh, Radio Canada, um, and it says clearly: um, true, uh, black officials, federal government officials, file a complaint against Ottawa at the U United Nations. And I was laughing my lungs out. The reason I'm saying this is for people who don't know who Justin Trudeau is. He's the Prime Minister of Canada. Now he belongs to the liberal parties who believe in themselves as liberal, progressive, democratic, they're fighting for social justice and multiculturalism. And all those who are fighting for multiculturalism are people who are indoctrinated that they are the truth, the way, the life, and they are poor little victims and they're looking for justice. But in reality, they are massive supremacist um, people who have refused to take their uh, uh, 
their responsibility, but they want equal opportunity. They want the society to move for them, but they do not want to integrate into society. Now, there are different layers of this. Not everyone is exactly the same, uh, but it's just a way, it's a vent, um, you know, it's a camouflage for people who do not want to change uh, their point of view, but want society to accept themselves. So, um, they call themselves liberals and, you know, social justice warriors and things like that. Um, now, Trudeau, uh, sorry, the Liberal Party of Canada in the 2011 federal elections lost their seats, lost uh, power completely. And they went to, I think, 44 of some 40 odd, very small amount of seats, very, very small amount of seats. Okay, And they were literally uh, wiped out from the map. Um, it was um, it was for them. It was, um, you know change they had to bring about a change they knew that society had changed and in canada you uh, there is a law and i don't know which law it is but uh, you're not allowed to go into society use your labels use divisions in society use your ideology to get a job to negate someone's job um to get um it's not a, you can to get a loan to get a credit card uh, to buy, to sell, you're not allowed to use labels. And it, it works, my dear friends. On the street, no one uses labels. On the street, no one discriminates against others. On the streets, um, no one... Um, you won't find people asking. You cannot go to a bank and ask for a credit card and say, well, I'm a Muslim, I want a credit card, or I'm a Hindu, I want a credit card. They'll throw you out. You're not allowed to use your age. You're not allowed to use your label. You're not allowed to use any division uh, in order to progress yourself in society. Not even on your CV. You're not allowed to give your date of birth on the CV. That's very important in this country, uh, in Canada. And it works very well. And you'll always have people at the bottom of the cycle. Always, but you're at the bottom of the cycle doesn't mean it's because of your color. You're at the bottom of the cycle because that's the part of the cycle of life. The sun has to set for the sun to rise. And so it's important to understand the cycle. You will go to that phase and it's an opportunity to learn to offload your baggage, offload your perceptions, offload your mentality and learn from that junction. But people don't want to do that. They want to keep on to their social contract, their social indoctrination by their um, relics of empires gone by, by the, by the ideologues of society who made them slaves, which is the reason why they've left in the first place, because they're tired of the slavery instead of instead of now getting to a new country and in in and changing your point of view they're so scared that they want to live they go back into the shell live on their plantation and uh, they try and make uh, a mess of it uh, uh, they try and bring about social change but they just make a mess of it and um unfortunately um unfortunately it's it's a true uh it, you do have these things happening, and uh, it's a very, very uh, small percentage of people who do that. Uh, the bulk of the people, there's a lot that you can't use uh, divisions in a society. So when the liberals lost in 2011, they had to go back to the drawing board, and instead of changing, taking responsibility, changing themselves, evolving, they went and created a further divide. Uh, they created a further divide in society. They broke society. They increased 
they they amplify the fault lines they they put salt in the wound and they increase and magnify the wound try to get it to hemorrhage again instead of healing and they went back to using racism uh, xenophobia um, systemic racism um, islamophobia and this is the only thing they their platform was on in 2015 so in 2015 they lied their way they had a preset agenda to use negative rhetoric to put fear into people and believe that oh my god um, the big white man is coming to 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 kill you to uh, mistreat you to be racist against you they put salt on the wound instead of getting it to heal and uh, unfortunately uh, people fell for it gullible people because 25% of the canadian population is is uh, is outside the country was born outside the country you know we are all indoctrinated in our countries to uh, to look at life on a negative basis not to look at the positivity in life to point fingers at others and to blame the white person for every single race in the pro- in the, in the country and on the planet and pretend that we are victims so with this mentality we go to another country and um, people who've come here love this uh, rhetoric love this narrative because it's the only thing they know when trudeau came uh with his um, his narrative in 2015 guess what he won the elections and what were his biggest vote banks his biggest vote banks were the the uh, the greater toronto area where they're all immigrants greater montreal Im- uh, area where they're all immigrants and a very small and atlantic canada now, atlantic canada is not that many immigrants but they're growing by the day and so he wins this vote of all the immigrant vote besides regular canadians who are um who are um, who have the guilt factor who 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 uh, the liberals you play a guilt trip on them as they call it white guilt i don't know why you're guilty about something that happened 300 years ago um but the guilt makes them vote for him and pretend that they're going to change and they're here to help the poor little immigrant and they put this narrative that immigrants are poor but with the you know I, i don't even want to take the name anymore but anyway so his greatest vote bank uh, the prime minister's vote bank if you look at his votes it's the greater montreal area the greater toronto area and the atlantic canada you remove these three and he's got nothing he's got nothing across the country i mean few pockets here and a few pockets there he'll have that but the bulk of the vote comes into these three areas and all of these uh, two of three are majoritarily immigrant votes and so he is amplify the divide he has put salt on the wounds he's only his only achievement besides doubling the debt uh from what he inherited when he's left um is uh, making pot legal and amplifying and a perception a narrative that everyone is racist against you and the systemic racism everywhere and you're so under you're so weak and you're so poor and you're so victimized that um yeah you need justin trudeau to uh, get a vote anyway um all that being said and done he's still got a minority uh, because the minority uh, leads to the fact um uh means he's dependent on another party for an alliance for to back his vote and that party is the national democratic party led by an indian indo-canadian called jagmeet singh another socialist who is a pro-khalistani party um you know his his main base of the Khalistanis of the of of Canada um 
so uh, who's also looking for power, using this country as a platform to divide another country. So anyway, uh, this this narrative has been amplified for the last seven to eight years to get them some to power. It's a very ne negative narrative, and it's very um, unfortunate because they don't understand that they are cyclic. It'll come back to you. So recently. Um, the black federal employees, or should I say, I don't like to use the word back because people, all species in life are the same. Uh, we have different formats, different forms, but we're same cosmic energy. So um, African descent uh, uh, federal employees uh, made a complaint at the national, at the um, United Nations um, against Ottawa. That means in reality, against uh, Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada. And who was backing this up? Guess what? His alliance in in the government, Jagmeet Singh and the National and the NDP. So one side NDP is saying, um, you know, we're in alliance with the government. The other side, they are backing a lawsuit calling um, Justin Trudeau racist himself. Now, you know, it's so laughable. You just want to laugh your lungs out. You can't even be angry with these people because they are just, my goodness gracious me. Um, and the problem is that um, <laughs> it's it's absolutely funny as hell. You should read the comments on the on the, on the page. And I have posted it on Facebook to you, my dear friends. It's in French, and I apologize because it's a French article. And what is important is. Um, that this article has to, uh, it's a French article, but it has to be translated if you want to listen to it, you want to see it. So uh, you, you're most welcome to take a look at it, down to, you know, copy it, paste it, translate it to Google, but I will read it out to you so that you have an idea. And it's just a return on the investment by Justin Trudeau. So um, a group of um, African-American, African descent uh, federal officials filed a complaint with the United Nations Commission on Human Rights, accusing the Canadian government of racism, racial discrimination, xenophobia, and intolerance. The group of black officials say the decision to take the matter to the international human rights body is due to the fact that the federal government is deliberately creating delays in the judicial progress. Um, the Canadian... Press New Democratic Party, that's the NDP leader, Jagmeet Singh and Amnesty International Canada, support this latest appeal by black public servants who have already filed a class action lawsuit against the federal government in 2020. They denounced this request systemic discrimination in the way the government hires new public servants and grants promotions. It is, uh, it's become clear that the federal government, it says, is not acting in good faith on the issue says Nicholas Marcus Thompson, the director of Black Class Action uh, Lawsuit. The reason we are raising this issue is that Canada c continues to drag its feet to use its vast resources to deny black workers the chance to debate it in court, said he said. Mona Forte, president of the Treasury Board, is scheduled to meet the Thompson, Mr. Thompson this week. In a written statement, she acknowledged that too far many black Canadians are still victims of discriminations and hate. The government is actively working to address mischief and create a diverse and inclusive public service free of harassment and discrimination. We have passed laws, created support and development programs and published this disaggregated data, but we know that much remains to be done. Uh, 
We have passed laws, sorry, um, in, uh, in the application for federal court leave to bring a class action lawsuit, the group alleges that 30,000 black servants uh, have lost opportunities and benefits granted to them uh, to others based on group identity since the 1970s. The group would seek damages to compensate black civil servants for the mental and economic hardship they, f they faced. The complaints um, are also taking for, uh, asking for a plan to to finally diversify the federal workforce and remove barriers that even employment equity laws have been not able to remove. Singh and Thompson in particular say the federal government is deliberately da dragging itself in court. This liberal government continues to say one thing to black Canadians and then ultimately do another thing. Miss Fortier, for her part, assures the, or, that Ottawa will respect the schedule of federal court in this case. Keti Nivyabandi, Secretary General of the Amnesty International Canada, believes that by falling to, failing to address systemic racism, Ottawa is violating international human rights com commitments, including the right to non-discrimination. Under international law, Canada has a positive obligation to fight discrimination, she says. This means Canada must take special and concrete measures to eliminate discrimination in employment. My dear friends, um, this person, Keti Nivyabandi, is uh, from Europe, I think Belgium, but she's of Burundi descent. Burundi is a small country that is um, neighbor of Rwanda and Congo, if I'm not mistaken, but Rwanda I know. It has been a part of civil war and the Rwanda civil war. Uh, you know, uh, for a very long time, it is it's gone through a very bad period. Uh, civil war after civil war, you know, uh, absorbing refugees from all over, and it's a very difficult place to live for everyone. But this Miss Ketty, whoever she is, uh, she is she's got some Nobel Prize or some great international honor for uh, work on human rights and human and women's rights. So she's fighting. For her, from her country, her own native country, for women's rights, uh, when everyone is suffering, and why the, why, you know, you, you, she can't understand what suffering is. So her country has, uh, you know, uh, she's some political refugee, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I could be wrong on that, but she's been banded, disbanded from her country. So she's come here, and she's still creating problems. So everywhere she goes, she's she faces problems. So the the problem is where the country or you. You, you've got problems in this country. You've got problems in someone else's country. You've got problems everywhere. What is your problem? The country or you? Is your perception of the mind that's wrong, right? You change yourself, you will change someone else. You, but you want to keep people at the bottom of the cycle and think that the earth is flat. The earth is not flat. The earth is cyclic. And there will always be darkness. There will always be light. It is your duty to change because change is constant. Change your mentality in order to get equal opportunity. Take your responsibility of the currents that form your waves. But no, they want to blame you for all the actions that happened 3,000 years ago because 3,000 years ago uh, someone was mistreated. Well, I can go back and say, well, 3,000 years ago you... you you know, your ancestors uh, killed my ancestors. Do you want reparations for that also? You're asking someone to pay the price today for something that happened 30, uh, 2,000 years ago? Why don't everyone take their responsibility? I mean, we can go back 5 billion years if we want to. Uh, but no, these people are, have been brainwashed by socialists, uh, the socialist generation that everything is wrong in life and everyone has to have equal... 
um, it's on the same plane and that's why the earth is flat and so we have to make sure that everyone treats the other equally but if you're not treating people equally you will only get people who are mirror image of who you are because your pointing perception of others is actually a, a, a perception is actually a mirror image of the state of your mind because it's your currents that form the ways. Stop negating others, stop canceling others, stop being racist or discriminative against others and putting people in boxes. Stop putting yourself in the boxes. Liberate yourself, heal, and you'll be free. Uh, on that note, my friend, I, I hope that you will take this podcast, have a discussion uh, with your friends, your neighbors, your social media group, because it's very important to have this conversation. Uh, stop the, con the, uh, the violence in your homes and you will stop the violence in your streets and at your borders. Have the conversation in your homes and you will have that conversation in your streets and borders. Thank you very much for your time. I hope you have a great, great day.